Okay. All right. Justin, sing me a song that basically signifies the ending of something. Hmm. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. Nice. That was a good one. I don't even know why that didn't even come to mind, but that that's actually a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows that one. That's uh one of the all time it's ending <laughs> songs, I guess you could say. <laughs> I almost wanted to do like a sing your favorite like Bond movie song because they have some really good songs, let's face it. I think the last several that they've done have been really good songs, but I feel like that would have been too easy. So, or like too, you know, not a little too specific, if you will. So, yeah. There are some good ones though. Like, uh, man, there are a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, but, but some of these recent ones, like the Daniel Craig movies, I really like a lot of his openings. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, the one from Casino Royale, that song, um, I forget who sings it. Is it Maroon 5 or it's somebody? It might be the, the singer Maroon 5. It's somebody. Oh, it's some yeah. band. But, uh, but that song, You Know My Name, I really like that song. Um, and the one Adele did for Skyfall oh, is wonderful. That is a perfect, that was the perfect person to do a James Bond yeah. song, like for real. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. And this one was pretty good. The No Time to Die. It, it was pretty good. It was pretty good, but it wasn't none of, but it wasn't those two, man. Those Oh man, that Skyfall though. Like Adele killed that. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy because like I think Billie Eilish is fantastic. I think her voice is amazing. And the song itself was very it was very good. Like a very Billie Eilish and a very bondish song, minus I feel like it was a little bit too, um, a little bit too forlorn, if you will, for for a Bond song. Maybe not, but I just I feel like this one wasn't my favorite Bond song, but it wasn't the worst. Like it's probably top three or four, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, it was good though. Um, I really want to know who sings that song now, Casino Royale. I know the name of it is You Know My Name. I'm trying to put a singer. Oh. Is it in my iTunes? Shoot, that might be in my iTunes. It says it's by Chris Cornell and David Arnold. Really? I don't know why I didn't realize that's who that was. Hmm. Okay. Good song either way. Maybe they did a re- yeah, remake of it or something, but huh. Anyway, cool. Um, all right. On that note, I'm going to hit our music.
Cinema Slayers. Go ahead, Jesse. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, Cinema fans. And we are back once again for another great podcast episode of Cinema Slayers. And I am the resident wrestler, yes, sir. Uh, tomorrow, because it is October the 13th, we're recording this. I will be the birthday boy. But today, we'll just settle for the belt collector, the living proof himself, Justin Taylor. And I am also here with the first lady of Cinema Slayers, Heather. Say what's up, Heather. Hey, That's right. And of course, uh, Sterling. Our fearless leader, broadcast partner, our editor of Cinema Slayers couldn't be on this episode, um, probably just because he didn't care to watch this movie because he hates James Bond. <laughs> I don't really know that. I'm just saying that. No, he actually had some uh, other obligations. So it will be just us two tonight to discuss what we liked, what we didn't like, and everything in between about the finale, the last Daniel Craig. James Bond movie, No Time to Die in Theaters Right Now. So, with that being said, let's dive right in. Heather, what are some of your spoiler-free thoughts about No Time to Die? Yeah, so I um, I, I do want to say that the Daniel Craig James Bond movies are by far my favorite Bond movies. I think they're... Mm-hmm. They're creative, they're fun, they're well-acted. Daniel Craig is a perfect James Bond, which is crazy to say because when I first saw, you know, or actually before I saw Casino Royale, I was like, hmm, uh, no. <laughs> like, I just, I didn't see it. I didn't get the connection. I didn't see that going so well. And man, was I wrong. You know, like, he is, he is perfect as James Bond and you know the man can wear a suit like nobody's business and that kind of helps because like you know you just you've got to have that Bond swag and he totally has that you know um but yeah he and his you know he's a great actor though too he's really a great actor so he he completely makes the James Bond films for me like if I'm gonna watch any it's gonna be his hands down um Casino Royale is probably my favorite one, honestly, and Skyfall. I think we kind of talked about that before this, but yeah, those are the two best ones in my opinion. But, um, you know, I, I was, I was very curious to see, you know, how this movie was going to be because, you know, famously this is going to be Daniel Craig's last James Bond film. So, you know, everybody wants to see this. I wanted to see it. Um, I think it was good. I think it had a lot of the normal Bond elements, you know, um, the normal, fun, crazy, cool, like, action scenes, um, the really just, like, badass moments, and, you know, again, that swag that Bond has and the Bond characters have, um, and the charisma and the charm and, you know, the fun and, and a little bit of the twists, you know, it has all of those elements to it. So in that, in that sense, it is a very James Bond movie, 007 movie. Um, it, it, I won't say it's my favorite of these series of Bond movies. 
it was good. I don't think it was great. I think there was a lot of things in it that definitely could have been expounded on or um, maybe done differently a little bit. Um, Obviously, we're going to get into spoilers. I wasn't necessarily a fan of the full ending of it. Um, I, but I did, I did think he had really great dynamics with, um, the other characters. You know, I always like seeing how James Bond is going to interact with the villains or, you know, the Bond girls or whoever it may be. And he's, he's always really top notch with that. I think, uh, Rami Malek, who plays the villain in this one, does a great job. Um, he, he's a phenomenal actor too. I think he was really great playing this character and just really, really pulled off that, that evil villainous type of thing. And he, he did a great job with that. Um, yeah, I, I think it was, it was a little bit, um, I guess in some ways I will say it was a little bit disappointing with, yeah, again, just some of the stories and either things that they leave out or things that don't make quite as much sense. But again, you know, it's, it's a James Bond movie. So it's not like you're, you're looking at like this Oscar winning type of thing. Right. Um, but I guess because it is, it's the longest one, it's the longest Bond movie, at least of the Daniel Craig ones. And I just feel like they had enough runtime of this movie that they could have really, um, tightened up a little bit of the storylines or they could have, explained a little bit more of those things and and tightened up some loose ends a little bit better than they actually did. Um you know, I feel like they made interesting choices with not doing that fully and leaving some things out. But again, you know, who knows why that is. And um there are some new characters that they bring into this that are really great characters. Um unfortunately, not all of them are in it enough even though you want more of that. Um, some of them are maybe in it a little too much, you know, who knows? Depends on how you feel about the characters, but it was, it was fine. It was a good run of the mill 007 Daniel Craig movie, which are always good. They're always good movies. Um, I can't say any of them are bad really, but this is probably, uh, you know, I would say maybe my, it's, it's you know it's not my my top tier but it's it's kind of like right in the middle falls in the middle there for me so but yeah overall great action it's shot really well you know of course like great style and great costume designs in it and um yeah overall it's still a fun movie and i am glad that i saw it because you know you want to see how this series of bond movies is going to end so yeah overall it was it was pretty decent All right, all right, yeah, and I can definitely um, understand some of those feelings that you have about uh, the Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond series of movies that we've gotten. Um, I too was kind of in a similar place whenever they announced when they first announced way back with Casino Royale that Daniel Craig was going to be James Bond. I hadn't seen a lot of his movies. Um, so I wasn't a hundred percent too familiar with who he was. And mm. then when I saw the the pictures of him and how he looked, I was like, man, I mean, he looks a little more rugged than 
like right. the James Bond that they usually pick. Not the classic. Like the, yeah. The, yeah, like that. That's what kind of stood out about his appearance to me. It wasn't like I was looking at him going, I, I don't see Bond, but I definitely didn't see Bond, the Bond that we usually get because you go from Pierce Brosnan, and I mean, look how he looks. You know, Pierce Brosnan's more of kind of a, especially at that time, he was more of kind of a pretty boy. But Daniel Craig is more like, you know, he's a little, like I said, he's a little more rugged. He just seems a little yeah. like um, jagged around the edges, so to speak. I you agree know, with not that. Saying he's, that not, he's, he's not a classically handsome guy, in my opinion. Um, but for whatever reason, he completely works as Bond. Like, as Bond, you're yeah. like, yeah, this is a, an attractive man. But outside of Bond, you're like, yeah, he's all right. He's just a normal guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess that was a good way to put it, how you said it. Um, classically handsome. Maybe that that's a better word or term to put to it. But to me, but yeah, and maybe that's what it was about him when I saw him. I was like, uh, he doesn't look like Bond to me. But, uh, but whenever Casino Royale came out, I think that might have been not just his appearance, but also his acting and just the way that he plays this version of James Bond. Mm, yeah. I think that was all on purpose. This is a more rugged, jagged around the edges portrayal of this character. It's not the the it's not he's not suave and cool. And has the swagger in the same way that Pierce Brosnan or Sean Connery or any of those other James Bonds before him had it. There was more, there is more of a sense of, maybe down to earth is not the word, but I think the word I keep coming back to is rugged. There was just like a rugged sense to the way he played this character. It was more, it was dirtier. It was like this bond got his hands dirty. You know, this bond yeah. would, 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 would get beat up and stuff like that. You know, this bond just seemed like, you know, he didn't take, uh, for lack of a better term, he just didn't take a lot of shit from people. He was a lot more yeah. like aggressive in his fights. And it seemed like he just had like, it, it felt like a more real James Bond like if there was going to be this guy who was like this hired assassin and he was going to have to perform all these missions and stuff like that and and, and he was going to be confident in himself but at the same time would have to be strong and tough enough to go through what this person goes through Daniel Craig embodied all of that like I yeah. think and I think that that's why this is my favorite James Bond because I feel like if there was going to be a James Bond, it would have to be a guy more like this. Like Daniel Craig got really fit for this role. Like I remember whenever, uh, you know, when I saw the pictures of him, I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll see, you know, didn't really have that much faith. But when Casino Royale is on and you see this guy coming out of the water in the beach and mm -hmm. you see how big he was and how much 
he had like gotten in shape for the role. I can't even remember the last actor who got in that kind of shape right. for this role. Like, you know, and, and it makes me think about like Pierce Brosnan and Sean Connery and stuff like that. And they all kind of brought a different charisma to this role. But man, I appreciated him getting in the shape that he did for this. And yeah. then just the the physicality that he brought to the role on top of all of that other stuff. And of course, he still was had his way with the ladies and stuff like that. But it was more of a rugged confidence more than it was, oh, look how he's charming and every woman just falls head over heels for him just randomly or anything like that. You know, the other Bonds, sometimes it's kind of silly, like how these women just kind of are swooned by him and stuff. But this was the first Bond where I felt like, yeah, I, I, I could see a <laughs> girl it. going for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I could see why she likes him or i could see why she's feeling him you know this dude is you know he tells the truth you know he has no filter he'll just say what what what's on his mind you know it's that he, confidence th- th- it's like a confidence that yeah. he carries about himself in this role and i i think he just yeah. brings a a different dynamic he makes bond a more dynamic character if that makes sense definitely he definitely does that And like I said, it just felt to me a little more real. Like sometimes with the other James Bonds, you get the sense that, and and I mean, and I'm not saying it's comedic in that way, but there's a very kind of cliche kind of style that sort of went with the James Bond portrayal. He's the suave, perfect secret agent. And he always gets the bad guy and he always escapes every situation and nobody can beat him in the fight. And he's just the perfect agent. I liked how imperfect this bond was. There are times where he's wrong. There are times where he got his ass kicked bad. (laughs) There were times where he didn't make the right decision and had regrets and lost people, lost team members and people that he loved and stuff like that. And I think that's what I mean by this is like the most real James Bond like we've ever got the most authentic feeling, the most not about that BS James Bond that we've ever gotten on screen. So I appreciate Daniel Craig for that reason, because I think if it wasn't for his portrayal, and make it bring in this sort of James Bond character to life, the believability that he brought, the charisma that he brought. And I mean, he made me a fan of this character. You know, mm-hmm. he really did. I became a fan of James Bond because of Daniel Craig. So I just thought I wanted to say that given that this is like the end of an era and now. You know, wherever we go with James Bond, which, you know, th- that's kind of the tradition of the character. It it, it, it starts and restarts. And, that, and it's kind of one of those ongoing cinema traditions where there's always a, a different Bond and, and that Bond will have a series of movies. And you've got all these directors that have directed him, all these actors who have played him. And I think that that's kind of a cool thing about the mystique of this character is that there's no one way to define 
how he is or how to portray him, even though there are some elements that are the same. He works for the British government. He's a spy. You know, there's going to be females involved and there's going to be these villains and different. Yes. And there's going to be Q and M and money penny, and he's going to have gadgets and stuff. You know, there are going to always be these things that are consistent with James Bond lore. But I think that Daniel Craig is so special in just how this character was portrayed and how the scripts were written for this specific James Bond. I really do think it's special. So, yeah, I'm going to miss this Daniel Craig. I'm going to miss this James Bond portrayal. And I like you said, I agree with you. It, it's also my favorite James Bond. And I do think that he is the best James Bond that there's ever been on screen just for those uh, reasons right there. Yeah. But back to the movie. You know, I'll get off of <laughs> I'll get off you, Daniel Craig, for a little bit. Well, uh, I, I do want to say but, real but, quick, because the first thing I'm kind of like you in the sense that I didn't really have much knowledge of who he was before Bond. The first thing I ever remember seeing him in was Road to Perdition. And he was the villain in that. Do you remember that? And I was like, this guy? Yeah, sure was. This guy's going to be Bond? (laughs) What is going on here? But yeah, I mean, that, and I think that was, that was my introduction to Daniel Craig. And I was like, hmm, I mean, he's definitely a phenomenal actor, even in that movie. You know, I mean, I didn't think it was the acting chops, but it's like, you know, there's a certain, you know, demeanor and a certain like name that comes with who Bond is, but he redefined it completely and he just flipped it upside down and was like, I'm going to be better than all of you. And he totally did that thing. So, yeah, but now, yes, off of Daniel Craig, I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, you no, no, all of that is, um, all of that are, are those things are just good points. And it just all is why this is such a special portrayal of this character. Like I just didn't want to get off of here and people not understand why I appreciate this bond so much or this version of him. And so I'm glad that you have similar feelings um, about that. And, uh, and with this movie and then on top of that, Man, the the first Bond, Daniel Craig Bond film, Casino Royale, just absolutely blew me away. I was blown away. It just was. It wasn't even just oh yeah. that he was a good James Bond or anything like that. It just it was like they said, okay, this is not your grandmother or grandfather's James Bond. This is, we are going all out with this. I mean, there are just so many great, there were just so many like jaw dropping, just eye opening scenes in Casino Royale. So this whole series of movies with Daniel Craig just started off with a bang to me. I was thoroughly impressed with Casino Royale. I mean, I mean, just everything from like that, that parkour uh on foot chase scene at the mm. at the beginning where they were climbing through all these corridors and up buildings and all that kind of stuff and Bond was chasing that guy or the the that that card game the poker game when he's sitting down there and how intense that got and everybody's cards showing and all you had all these colorful characters at the at the poker table with Bond 
All of that was great. There was an airport chase hijacking of a plane and there was a fight on a plane and stuff like that. I mean, that that movie was phenomenal. It was just phenomenal. So like that was the starting point. And I was like, it already hooked me. I was like, okay, I have to see every single one of these Daniel Craig movies now. Like I was hooked. I was done. Like I'm, I was in totally in after Casino Royale. And then, you know, the other ones came out and like uh, Quantum of Solace was, it was okay, you know, but but still of a good quality. I was like, all right, Quantum, pretty good, pretty good. And then Skyfall came out and I absolutely loved Skyfall. And it like yeah. took some chances, like it, it really did some things I didn't expect. The plot twist was very good uh, at the end of it. And then everything that happened with uh, Judy Dench's character, M in that, and everything like that. I mean, it was just like, man, that was so heartfelt and heart-wrenching and everything like that. And I was like, man, I didn't expect to feel these things during a Bond movie. What are you guys doing? You know, like they, but they took some great chances in that. Some, and went a completely different direction and really pushed the envelope with that film. So even in these series of films, you've gotten that kind of thing where they've really just kind of uh, pushed the envelope with some of these films. And then the last film, uh, Spectre, I watched it recently just before watching this one. And again, that one felt like they were going more back to the old school formula. I definitely recognize in my second viewing that it was much more like the old school Bond with Daniel Craig, yeah. but still a very good movie, but probably not one of my favorite ones, though. Like, it, it was good, it was decent, but yeah, it, you f- it felt like they were like, well, let's do, let's be a little sillier, let's go back to some of the old school formula, and to me, that kind of, even though the movie was okay, not, not saying it's a bad movie, but I think that that kind of takes away from what this Daniel Craig James Bond is. You know, he's much better when it's more dramatic. Things are more serious. Things seem more dangerous. Things seem like the the stakes are much higher. And then Daniel Craig can really do some great acting to really put all that together. Yeah. Um. So Spectre is not one of my favorite ones. And 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 I am happy to say that with this one, No Time to Die, I was happy that they did go back to some of those dramatic elements mm-hmm. because there is some uh, there is some drama in this, and Daniel Craig does really get to do some acting in this, and there are some very heartfelt scenes, and there are some times where you really do feel for the characters. So I think that they they did a good enough job with that. We're going back to some of the things that really made the Daniel Craig Bonds good, that made them winners, that made them uh, something where it felt like the the situation was a little more dire and not just another silly spy movie where we know the guy is just going to beat everybody at the end. You know, they that's what I love about these movies is that they find a way to make you care beyond just that. So I appreciate this having some of those um, dramatic elements in it. 
and and like you, Heather, I I think I do agree. It's a good Bond film. It's good. It's solid. It's not bad, just like all the other ones. None of them are bad per se. There are some better than others. None of them are bad. Uh, But, man, I saw the potential for this to be better. I do think that there are a lot of missed opportunities, which I'm sure we will uh, expand upon and talk about um, in the spoiler section of this. But yeah, man, I couldn't help but walk away, even though overall I was satisfied. Overall, I was like, you know, that was a good send off for Daniel Craig. I'm glad that they did it this way. I'm glad they made the decisions like this. I liked the um, at least the the ending for the character bond, even if I didn't like how everything was resolved. I do like this idea for this character ending it this way. You know, I think he did go out in a good way. Overall, the character does in this movie. It's just that the story around him, there are things that are left to be desired. There are characters that didn't get enough screen time when they should have gotten more. Uh, I think the villain should have got more screen time, you know, Um, and we'll kind of go into that because they do this kind of. Well, not to get into too many spoilers, but there's almost like a switch thing where it's like we're focusing on this guy, but then it winds up being this guy. And sometimes when you do that, you sacrifice the time that you need to really kind of develop that villain a little bit more. So I think that that happened in this case. Um, And then some of the new characters that they introduce, while interesting, I just don't know if enough was done with some of those characters to really get them over that hump. Like, I I mean, this definitely isn't a situation where it's like, okay, if another film comes out and these characters are in it, I'm, I'm going to care about them and want to see them. I don't think the movie succeeded in doing that very much either. So all in all, you know, I do think that the, that, it's definitely more positive than negative. The The action in this is very good. The car chases in this definitely stand out to me. It's, it's got some of the better vehicle chases that I've seen in a in vehicle action sequences that I've seen in a Bond movie. This one might have the best ones, actually, when it comes to vehicle combat. Not so much hand-to-hand, although the hand-to-hand stuff in here was good. The gunplay was great too, uh, but but I think where this really excelled was the ve- what they did with vehicle chases and combat and things like that. I think that's what this really stood out to me as far as the action sequences go. Um, and as far as uh, the the supporting cast, there were other people that were good. Of course, Christoph Waltz is always good. It was good to see him back like uh Ralph Fiennes and as 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 the new M of course in this taking over that role and then um Money Penny, Naomi Harris. It, you know, it was nice to see all of those people back um in this movie. Who I just and, realized uh, is also Shriek in Venom. Did you realize that? Yep. Money Penny. Yeah. I'm like, man, she's diverse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And think about how different she was in that and how right. like crazy she was and everything. And then you see her in this and it's like, wow, it, it's just amazing right. what some of these 
actors and actresses can do. And then, like you said, last thing I'll say about this section, Rami Malek was very good, too. Um, You know, in the scenes that he got, I think that he really nailed this character and did a great job. I just wish I got more of him. I just wish he had more screen time, you know, so it's not really a, a complaint against him. If anything, it's a compliment to how well he played uh the the villain so yeah um overall a good movie um a solid movie but man i i really wish that it was the best one i really wish i could have walked out and said "Ooh, it ended on the highest note that it could have possibly ended yeah and unfortunately i can't say that yeah um no i agree yeah that that's true um well on that note should we hit the uh the jam for the recommendations yes let's do that recommendations and score you're right, on a Heather. roll you Where can go you ahead at? oh okay okay cool <laughs> i will go uh no problem um so with this one yes i am going to recommend it if you're a fan of the the james bond films Especially if you're a fan of this portrayal of Daniel Craig's portrayal of James Bond. I mean, you got to see it. You got to see how it ends, how it ends and how they resolve everything and what winds up happening to this character and everything like that. I think it's definitely worth that. And it is an entertaining film. You know, it's um now two hours and 40 something minutes now. Now, I don't know if it completely justifies its runtime. I'm sure as we dissect it, we can find things that maybe could have been clearer or cut out or, you know, maybe uh, to some capacity, it, it could have been shorter. Um, but it's not the long kind of movie where it's like you're just sitting on your hands and you're rolling your eyes just like, oh, my God, when will this be over? It, it's intriguing enough. They, they they do enough things with the story. There's some mystery to what's happening and you trying to figure some things out. And that's always fun when it's when it's a well-written Bond film. And there's some intrigue about what's happening and everything going on with James Bond. And then they bring back familiar faces throughout. So anytime you see a familiar face, you're like, ha, ah, it's him, you know. And then they get into some back and forth with Bond. And that was fun. You get to kind of see a lot of these characters that really made this series of movies what they are. So that was nice. There are some pleasant surprises. Um, and overall, I do think it ends overall in a satisfying way, despite some of the things we missed, despite the missed opportunities that this has. I think it ends satisfyingly enough to where overall you will feel like you had a good time at the movies. And it's an it's and it's the end of an era, man. You know, this is the last one that he's going to do. And so if you're somebody who's followed this and you got emotionally invested in this character, I I do feel like you probably they will probably grab you at the end. They will probably you you will probably have some emotional investment at by by the time you get to the end of this movie and get the final resolution of everything that happens in the film. So I think that it's worth it for that. Um, you know, and and when you look at just the pick of movies that's out right now, I mean, it's not like you would be doing yourself a disservice to watch this one. 
you know, it, it's it, it's it's a good time. It's a good time at the movies. So if you've got that kind of time and you want to go to the theaters, um, why not? You know, why not check this one out? So with that being said, I am going to give this. We'll go. We'll go seventy five. Um. 75 uh, team-ups with agents who've had only three weeks of training, but still did a damn good job out of 100. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you on almost everything there. It's, it, it's probably, for me personally, it's probably like my third favorite in this series of movies. Um. Yeah, I do recommend it, though. I mean, especially, like you said, if if you're a fan of this series of Bond movies, uh, you, you got to see how it ends. You, you just got to know how this one's going to end. So I do recommend it, and it is good. It's a good action movie. I mean, it's still better than a lot of other action movies that have already come out this year. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's still better than a lot of those anyway, regardless. So... Even though it might not be the best James Bond film, it's probably one of the better action films you'll see this year for sure. Um, and and again, there are some really good elements to it. There's some some things about it that you're really going to like. Um, it's not a perfect film. It's not a great film. It's a good film. It's a good Bond film. Um, and, and, and I think you will enjoy it. I think if you are a fan of them, you're going to find something Bond-esque about it that you're going to enjoy um but yeah i think the pacing was a little bit interesting more so because they they could have um really expanded on some storylines and some things that happened more than they did and they don't linger in the places i feel like them that they should in some areas um which again allows for less screen time for some of those characters that are really good characters so um yeah, it's it's okay. It's decent. Again, for me, you know, we'll talk about more details, but I wasn't the biggest fan of the full ending, but there are some things about it that I did like. Um, but yeah, so I, and I actually, it's funny, I was going to actually give it that exact same score. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with 75 amazing cars that have insane bulletproof um, glass out of a hundred. <laughs> All right. We ready for spoilers. Yeah, let's go. Spoilers. Now, before we start, should we relay Sterling's message about this or should we wait till the end? Yeah, I guess you could go ahead and lead with that since it kind of is a spoiler. <laughs> and it's totally well. the first thing if if sterling were here it's probably the very first thing that he would say anyway in his spoiler yeah. section so can yeah. you what, go so, ahead and relay that message that he, he he gave for the audience today so he said for all the bond fans out there ha ha you suck james bond died <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. the a pretty much the abridged version of what he said. So there you go. <laughs> of course, uh, Sterling is just the most heartfelt individual and just thought that he would um, <laughs> express that to anybody who was 
a fan of this portrayal of the character. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, you know, I will say that I am surprised they went that route. Um, just more so because I don't think they've ever had a Bond die before. Um, at least not for real die, you know? Um, and I, I'm, a, I gotta say I'm a little bit bummed about they that. Haven't. Yeah. And I'm a little bit bummed. Like, I understand that, obviously, with the kind of the story arc they did with this particular portrayal of Bond, you know, it was like a, it it was, I guess it was a decent and a very, you know, heartfelt way to go out. (laughs) But at the same time, I just feel like it didn't really fully do justice to Bond. Like, especially if it is the last Bond and it's clearly, or from what I understand, it is most people's favorite Bond. Um, it just, I just feel like it sucks that he, he went out that way or that he went out at all. Like, I, I just feel like it would have been good to do like, oh, he's in retirement again or something and showing him retired with a now family apparently that he has. Like, I, I, I feel like, Killing him off, I don't think, was the best way to end it. And it's not even just like, oh, that sucks. I just didn't want him to die. Like, I didn't. <laughs> of course, I didn't want him to die. But I just feel like it, it, it's Bond. Like, it's just, it's weird. And I feel like because they did do so much growth with this character, and he had so much more to live for beyond his missions and, you know, MI6 or whatever, <laughs> whoever it is he works for. Um, he had so much more to live for after that, that we find out in this story that I just feel like him dying at the end wasn't the best way to do that. Like if, if you're going to send him off and this is Daniel Craig's last movie of bond, like send him off into a good life that he's retiring into because he's giving up this other life. That's what I think would have been a better ending. Um, maybe that's the you know, very predictable ending. Um, And maybe that's why they didn't do it. Maybe they didn't want to go for that. But I feel like there were a lot of other things that were a little cliche in this that, like, why not do one more thing and make it a happier ending for Bond? But, um, yeah, I'm I'm just really bummed out about that. I don't know how you feel about it, but I just really, I really kind of think it... I, and I get that they also wanted to really tell everybody, like, yeah, no, for real, this is the last time he's doing this bond, you know? Um, or, and maybe it was a situation where he asked to be killed off so that they wouldn't try to get him to come back again, you know? It could have been one of those situations. And maybe that's why it was negotiated. Maybe that's why they did that storyline. But personally, just for who this character was and his growth throughout the series of movies, I just think that he should not have died and he should have just retired into a happy life and been, you know, happy with his family. So I don't know if that's how you feel, but that's definitely how I felt about it. Okay. Okay. I definitely get some of that. So you would have preferred more of just a happy um, ending for this character. Just, you know, just kind of like you said, settling down, retiring um, and, and, and everything like that. Maybe a scene of the other double O's 
on a mission and he's, <laughs> you know, intercoming in or he's on yeah, like the intercom trying to tell him, you know, maybe something like that. So I, I get some of that. I get some of that. Well, I guess also um, just because he, he also like, it, he just found out too that he had a kid, you know, like he didn't even really have time to process that he was a father. And, you know, it's just kind of a bummer note to end it on. But go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, yeah. And, and there's something to be said about the execution of it. And did they make the right decisions? You know, if you were going to kill him, was that the way to do it? Kind of him just finding out about this or should he have found out maybe earlier and it kind of motivated him to maybe do all of this or whatever the case may be. So I definitely get that. Maybe there are a couple of other ways that they could have done it. Um, I guess the more I think about it, like it it was very, it was, it was sad. You know, I think that, um, and Daniel Craig, like the acting that was done, I thought was effective in those scenes. And it was kind of like, man, dude, he, uh, can't believe he went, you know, that, that he died. And I do agree. That's a, that was a very kind of risky move because that isn't what normally happens to this character. You know, you know, and when you go back and watch any of the other James Bond movies, he's, he always gets the bad guy. He, and he always gets to live. He always gets the bad guy. He always gets the girl. And that's just kind of, what this character is that that ending, even though it's kind of predictable, has always kind of defined this character. Um, but if there's one thing about the Daniel Craig James Bond movies is that they have sort of always sort of pushed the boundaries of this character. His mm-hmm. portrayal of James Bond is a push of the James Bond envelope, like e- everything that e- even the way that he just um, goes about portraying this character is very much in a lot of ways. It's a more like forward thinking kind of version of this character, you know, and, and, and even in these movies and the way that these movies have gone They've always just been, like I was talking about earlier, a little more rugged, a little more rough around the edges. It's a little more jagged. You know, this is the bond that gets his hands dirty. This is a bond that's a little tougher, a little meaner about his approach. This is a bond that really has a rough go of it. So in a way, it almost seems fitting that this is what happens to this version of James Bond, you know? What would fit, I guess the more I think about it, what would fit this sort of character more? Like a, a more, a happier ending where he just gets to settle down and kind of gets to put that part of his life behind him and embrace this new life, which is fine. I don't think I would have any qualms. I would have had any qualms with the movie if it had ended that way. I don't think I would have been sitting there with my hands folded and a frown on my face going, man, why did he retire and just go be with his family? I don't get it. You know, I definitely wouldn't have complained if that was the ending that they did. But um, 
I, but I do have to admit that I feel like him dying the way he did and, you know, the tumultuous way in which he found out he sort of had this family, but getting to die and knowing that he died to protect the person and the people that he loved and that at least his child will grow up knowing that he died protecting them i feel like that is probably par for the course for this character it it it's it's pushing the envelope a little bit it's not the typical traditional james bond so should he have the 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 typical traditional ending probably not you know is it's kind of hmm, i guess okay. where i sit with it i guess ultimately i guess that's kind of where i sit with it um okay but that. uh but with that being said that doesn't mean that i agree with all of the decisions and exactly how we got there um i, I kind of wonder did he need uh a child <laughs> you know i'm i, I don't know yeah, about like, that what's decision that honestly like? Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't. I don't know about that. Honestly, did he need a child? Did there need to be a long lost child? Why not just die for the woman that he loves? Yeah, especially because they don't really even again expand on that situation. Like it's just something that happens, and it's realized that it happens, and you know, there's no, there's no exploring that storyline you know what i mean yeah and maybe that's why some of that fell flat for you because it's like well i mean he just found out like you even said well he just found out he had a kid and it's like all right missiles just uh take me home but (laughs) uh but i think you know another progressive more progressive way you could have done this is why did there have to be a child why not he just sacrifice for the woman that he loves you know normally yeah. in these movies and i think that that would have been a strong statement too because in the traditional kind of old school james bond movies he's always saving this damsel but he's kind of a player you know james bond man he's kind of a pimp man you know mm. he's got a different woman every adventure so it almost right. became like, and you know, these Bond girls, it was never a sense of, oh, he loves these girls. It was more like, he's a pimp, he's suave, he's cool, he's got all the tools, he's handsome, so he gets the girls. So you know, at yeah. the end, he's gonna he's getting the girl, but in the end, you know that he's a spy, he's gonna have to leave that one, and in the next adventure, he's gonna <laughs> find another one, and right. she'll be even more beautiful than the one before and stuff like that. So I think you could have had this ending, but at the end, him be like, you, you know, um, maybe that, that even could have been kind of an inside thing. Like instead of her being, uh, another bond girl, she is the girl or the woman for bond. You know, like embracing that there is just this one and I will give everything and sacrifice everything for this one. And that's enough. If I die 
at least the person that I love is alive. Mm. And I think that that also would have been such a big turn from what we have gotten in the traditional James Bond without having to add the kid. I just don't know what the kid did or how the kid made this even more like it was just weird. Also like, and then because of that, you have to do certain things with the plot. Like the kid in the car (laughs) during this car chase where bullets are flying and all this stuff is happening and we're in this van and there's this kid and it's like, (laughs) okay, we're driving around banging into these other vehicles and stuff. And there's this kid in the car. It it, kind of was weird. And then whenever Rami Malek, the, that character, um, Safin, whenever Safin has, the kid and then the 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 and then he's like yeah you're gonna be with me forever and all this stuff and then um then the kid is like oh i want to go get my daughter he's like okay go get it and then he's just like whatever i'll just leave you so it was like pointless the the kid was the kid was being leveraged in all these situations and then he just lets the kid go like and if you think about it too, like the ending of this movie changes zero if the kid is there or not. <laughs> like you could exactly. have not had that kid in there and it's getting the same results. You're going to have the same situations happening, whether that kid is there or not. Yeah. Yeah. You could have had the same thing. And, and you know, um, the Rami Malik character could have just said, well, you may have gotten me, and maybe that could have been the 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 plot twist at the end. R- he Rami Malik uh, just before he dies, he goes, "Well, these nano machines, because you have this kind of cool bioterrorist sort of weapon where this thing is kind of a virus. It's like a a mechanized virus, if you will, that sort of attacks people's DNA and stuff like that." Well, what might have been kind of cool is if at the end of it, you know, he beats Rami Malik, but then Rami Malik goes, and if you go anywhere near your girl, you're going to kill her. You can't go near her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. Like, the the stuff that you got injected with, if you have any physical contact with her, it will kill her, you know? She was the next target, and now you have the nano machine. So if you touch her, anything like that, if you go back to her, she dies. And Bond chooses, sort of, to die because he couldn't live in a world, maybe, where she was alive and he couldn't have any contact with her. You know? Yep. Maybe you do something like that. Maybe you go that route. I just don't know if you needed a kid. I just, <laughs> I don't know if I like the idea of the kid. I like the idea of him dying. I like the idea of him mm. sacrificing for people that he loves. I just don't know if there needed to be a child. I, I don't know. No, I, I think agree. you're right. Like, you could have had a similar movie, and 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 even like you said, when you think about the totality of everything that happened, that kid didn't make much of a difference, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
between what happened and what, you know, it, 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 the kid really didn't, you know. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's, that That's, is a thing that, like, yeah, it, it just went from, like, zero to 60 of, like, Bond is actually <laughs> in love with somebody. And, oh, now he also has a child. So, he is, he is no longer the Bond we knew, you know, <laughs> like, it went from zero to 60, pretty much. Yeah, and I get that, you know, there's that there's going to be that familiar beat of people, oh, well, he died protecting his family and everything like that. Right. So, I do get the sentiment that it brings at the end, and some people, yeah, they'll feel that. They'll be like, yeah, I died for my family, you know, I died for my wife and kid, or uh, a wife might be like, yeah, I died for my kid and my husband. So, yes, I get why he did what he did. But, I mean, you almost could have, but like I said, if the kid wasn't there and it was just more about the love he had for Madeline. Yeah. Yeah, and it was more about the love he had for Madeline and us getting to understand why she was different from all the other Bond girls, you know. Right, if, yeah. If, I think that could have been just as powerful, you know, why she's not just another Bond girl. And that's why... I had to sacrifice this for her. That almost could have been even more powerful because it also is a commentary on traditionally what this character has done. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think you needed the kid. I think that should have been the focus. But you know, maybe in the next set of bonds we'll get it right. Uh, but right. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll get it right with the next bond, whoever that is, who uh, comes up. Um, but uh, so I guess just but 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 not but the only thing that happened. But not the only interesting thing that happened was the death. L- let's talk about some of these other characters and who we talked about. Let's talk about Paloma because, man, I yeah. really liked this character. Yeah, I really liked this Paloma character, man. I really thought that when when she first came, I mean, I mean, it's a and the actress um, Anna de Armas, a beautiful woman. I mean, and that dress was stunning. Like like whenever you first when he first walks up, and I don't know, she might have been in the previews or whatever, so mm-hmm. I, and I, and I, it's been so long since I've seen a preview for this that <laughs> right. I probably just forgot who all was in the previews, but I mean, I thought she looked stunning, and then I really just liked the way she portrayed this character, like this new agent who hadn't been on the field that long, but was excited to be there, and there was just this kind of Seeing a character like that being portrayed as an agent with almost like this childlike glee and excitement, yeah, and, but yet nervousness of doing things, but still extremely talented and good on yeah. the field, you know, well-trained, good, but still just brought some youth and some energy to what was happening. And it was such a great contrast to the veteran James Bond, you know, Mm -hmm. and he and I got the feeling that Daniel Craig 
or, or at the very least in the, within the narrative, the James Bond character fed off of her youthful energy, you know, and they were a good team. They communicate. And even though the cliche thing to do would be, oh, she's young and he's old. So we got to have a clash of generations and styles and stuff. But I liked how even though Bond initially thought that that might happen, it didn't happen. They worked well together. And by the end of it, Bond was like, man, you were amazing. I was impressed with you. Like, you're going to be a damn good agent, you know, in um, in MI6 or whatever it was. Like, I, I, I liked how she earned his respect, but she did such a great job. I thought that she was funny. I thought that I liked this sort of bubbly, but very like um just down to earth kind of portrayal of an agent that that she was you know i I just really enjoyed her yeah and and i mean you could just tell that bond was like kind of getting a kick about how like excited and fresh she was when she was just like she was like this is my first big job and you know i I went to training for three weeks and he's just kind of like kind of smirking at her like Oh, you, you have so much to learn. And, you know, like he was just yep. kind of getting a kick out of her excitement of also not knowing what's about to happen in her life with doing this type of job, but also just like that excitement of like, she's new, it's fresh blood. It's, you know, she's, she's in this, she's so excited. And you could just tell he was getting kind of a amusement out of that from her. Um, and I do kind of like that. Although it would be an easy thing to do, um, you know, they didn't make it to where, like, that was one of his girls that he sleeps with, you know? Um, and he, it tried yeah, to kind of. Because in an older movie? Oh, yeah. yeah in an in a older movie, he totally would have hit that. Hands yep. down. In an yeah. older film? Yep. Because, yeah, and it, it was just like, it, it even kind of like poked fun at that, too, where it's like, mm, should we get to know each other before you try to take my clothes off? And she's just like, no, 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 no. And she gets all nervous about it. And like, I mean, and Ana de Armas is a phenomenal actress, but I mean, she's also got to be one of the most stunningly beautiful women that like I've ever seen in my life. She's so beautiful. And so it just, it would make sense if they tried to do that storyline. Right. But they didn't. And, and I appreciated that because it, I, I, I feel like it might've cheapened her character specifically because of how fresh and new and excited she was to be doing this type of job and do it well it, it would have maybe cheapened that that fun you know fresh aspect of of who she was as that character and i also enjoyed that portrayal because she was she was it was it was just cute you know that she was just like i've been training for three weeks this is my big job like she like she's just like i'm a new hire type of thing almost like you know and um but then she quickly, I think, yeah, their dynamic and their chemistry together, she quickly became totally fine. You know, like she got less nervous as they were actually doing the mission, which kind of just spoke to her actual abilities and her skill to do her job. She was like, oh, I caught him. I got him. He's right here. And like noticing things and just showing you that she's actually a good agent, you know, and I appreciated yeah. how they kind of revealed that slowly in the unfortunate only five minutes that she had in this film i really wish that she would have been in it longer 
Um, but yeah, it, it just, they're, they were a good team and, and I just really liked their back and forth with each other. And, you know, even when she goes as far as she's just like, yeah, I'm going to just wreck this car into this thing and make the guy come down. <laughs> like, you know, the guy that we're trying to chase, like we're going to get him off those stairs and we're going to catch him. And, and he's just like, okay, that's impressive. And just kind of like, okay, here's your guy. Good luck. And she's just done with her mission for helping him. And I, it's, it was good. It was such a good part of the movie, probably one of the better parts of the movie, honestly. And it just, it should have been longer and they should have done a little bit more. Or, um, I think we had kind of talked about it previously. Like she should have just come back like in helping with a different mission or something like that, you know, where they just have her back or him being like, Oh, I know somebody who can help me with this or that and bring her back. You know, that would have been a really awesome thing to do because I feel like there was so much more to explore about her character that they could have done. And they unfortunately did not do that or spend the time on that in this movie. Um, so, yeah, I completely yeah. agree, you know, and then you just see her skill. And like one of the coolest scenes was watching her when it was like her against the three guys and she completely knocks them all out. And, you know, knocks him to the ground and then she gets her gun and she shoots all of them. Like it just kind of just like the choreography of that scene when she, you know, kills those three guys and gets them was just cool. I was just like, man, she's a badass. Like it just totally worked, you know? Um, so I agree. Yeah, All the while doing this in a dress. I mean, and then you got to think about that too. She's not in. (laughs) your typical gear she's in a dress so you know she's in disguise because she was supposed to be a party member there so i mean even the difficulty of doing it in that and and i think like when i look at the other 007 character that was in this yeah uh lashana lynch's nomi Mm -hmm. um this character i think that that was what was missing like paloma earned that you know she earned our respect because we got to see what she could like, do <laughs> yeah we got to see what she could do and because we were experiencing that at the same time that James Bond was experiencing it when she earned his respect she earned our respect well yeah. when Nomi comes in we don't get any kind of real scenes like that with her until like towards the end. Now she's in this action sequence with Paloma and everything like that, but she's kind of off to the side and she does some cool stuff here and there, but we just didn't get enough of that dynamic with her and James Bond. So it doesn't feel as earned and it doesn't, and you're not as invested in her. I was so invested with Paloma after that scene. Yeah. And then with Nomi, it was like the whole movie. I feel like as the movie goes on, there are moments, there are moments that I really liked with them. Like when she gives him a ride on the motorcycle and then they go to his house and then she's like, they had some banter back and forth there that I really liked. And I liked her too. And she's a beautiful woman too. I mean, yeah. I really, I was like, oh man, I'm so ready for this. And then it was like a black 007. That's cool. You know, I'm glad that there were these diverse agents. Yeah. And, and I can see how they sort like of, that. I could see how they sort of 
I don't know if this is what they're going to do, but if they were going to try and kind of, you know, shoehorn in Nomi as the new 007, like in future movies, um, I could see how they kind of set it up that way, you know, if they do it. If they don't, then that works too. But if they did do it for that purpose, it makes sense. You know, like I can, I, I can walk out of this film and say, yeah, if they set it up to where she's the next 007 and all of the future movies or the next set of movies are about her as 007, I see it. You know what I mean? Like she did a good enough job for sure to, to have that credibility and to have that interest from me to be like, I kind of want to see what more you could do. Cause she did have that, that talent, of course, and then a little bit of that sass and that swag that Bond had. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why yeah. they butt heads so much is because they were kind of the same person in a lot of ways. And, yeah, you know, and then I did like that part when you see that he has that respect for her. You know, like when he helps, when he, when she helps him out, uh, giving him the ride, when, you know, all that stuff. And he's like, you know, thank you, 007. You know, and they, they just give that mutual respect for each other at that point of realizing we're trying to do our jobs and we know what we're about and we know why we're doing this. You know, there was just kind of that unspoken respect that they get for each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that their dynamic ended up being really good towards the end of it. But you're just like, are they going to be rivals the whole time? Like it was kind of funny, but also missed opportunities to be a little bit more than what it was. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And like, she just, yeah. And like, I think what it needed was kind of, I, I think about the scene in the suicide squad where John Cena and Idris Elba were yes. having the, uh, the, 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 the competition shoot off and then it ended with kind of that note of something funny, but how they were both trying to prove who was better by yes. killing these different people in different ways and stuff like that. I really think there needed to be a mission where both of them were trying to get the same thing, but both had different ways that they wanted to do it. Like there needed to be some mission or something like that where almost it where it almost was a competition like they kept almost kind of teasing it like whenever they were like well he's been reinstated as a double as another double o agent and she kept going well what's his number double o what double o what what's his number gonna be and like you could and, and so and i liked some of that so it felt like they were planting the seeds for there to be like there needed to be this on the field competition kind of scene where they earn each other's respect unfortunately she didn't get that scene paloma got that scene right (laughs) so so like i wish that they had just chosen one you know what i'm saying like i wish that nomi could have been there at the beginning where paloma was and that's how he meets her and they you know and she seems different or may and maybe instead of it being like the bubbly oh it's my first time maybe with Nomi she's more headstrong she's not trying to really listen to him hey you're the retired agent I'm the agent doing this now you're gonna follow my lead and maybe let her try to lead Bond and him pushing back because of course he's cocky and confident too. let them clash a little bit and almost have this competition but through Mm -hmm. that 
kind of earn each other's respect. You know, he yep. winds up in front of Ralph Fiennes, M, and he's like, well, she is good. You know, I didn't like her when we met, but she's damn good. Right. She's a good agent. Have her earn his respect. And then that kind of carries on with the rest of the movie. I just don't know why we have the Paloma scene and then take Paloma out of it. And then we spend the rest of the time with him and her trying to earn each other's respect. Because it honestly kind of set it up where it made it look like Paloma was a better agent than the new 007, you know, than Nomi was. Yeah. Because if you think about it too, like, wasn't she the one that was trying to capture uh, the guy with the, you know, the virus stuff? And he slipped away from her like she was trying to shoot and protect herself or whatever. And he just slipped away from her. And that's when Paloma came in and sort of saved the day. So it it almost like made it look like she was the better agent. And and I feel like that was kind of, again, um, either a missed opportunity or a misdirect that was unnecessary because... Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. Like, you want to have this, like, fun, new, like, beautiful Bond character who, you know, she's a Bond girl, but she's extra badass, you know. But then it's like it takes away from this 007, new 007 that came in. And it, it just felt like they they put a, they put too much in there, which were good elements, but you, you need to flesh them out a little bit more for it to kind of work yeah. more. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I think if you just had one, you could have also fleshed out the character more. I wanted to know more about like why Nomi, what made her want to be a double agent? Why is she the way that she is? Like, why does she not? Why does she not trust James Bond or something like that? You know, you and you could have thrown in a cool little story about how maybe she looked up to Bond, maybe as she was training to be a double O, the all she ever wanted to do was be a double O seven and be Mm. like James Bond and everything. But whenever he retired and whenever he went away and whenever he lost contact with them and didn't try to contact them, she slowly began to realize why try to be him when I can be better than him, you know? And so she took the double O seven name, not Not because she admired him anymore, but because she was determined to just be better. And maybe in this story, she comes to really respect him and admire him again, you know, um, through this trial, through this adventure that they have, even though she wasn't there when they started. You know, there could have been something like that for this character, but there wasn't anything like that for this character. You know, that they just sort of, I got that she was good at her job. I got, like you Mm -hmm. said, they had some of those, the actress was doing well. Um, Lashana was doing well enough to where you could understand that, yeah, they're both kind of the same person and both kind of like um, have the same things about them. Well, I mean, maybe why not go all the way with that? Why couldn't she have been, you know, uh, just like suave and, like kind of like cool and collected maybe the the the, she had a a bond man that was like in love with her or there could have been a scene where she was like you know ah you know she's 
in, in a bedroom with some guy. She's like, well, I got to go. And he wants to cuddle or something. And she's like, yeah, I ain't got time for that. Right. You know, you could have really like done it. You know, if you were going to do this other 007 and make, and make it a black woman or whatever, I say, why not just double down on that and just make her like completely almost like him or if you're gonna make her completely different then let's get more story about who she is why she was chosen why did ralph fines go with her of all the agents he could have chose because paloma was pretty damn good too why wasn't she the new 007 what's special about nomi that really makes her the next 007 i didn't really know that I don't think and I don't think the movie was interested in that. And I just wish it was more interested in that. So, again, another missed opportunity, in my opinion. Unless I mean, the only way to really kind of make that better is if these future 007 movies are about her. And then you learn those things in those movies. But otherwise, yeah, completely a wasted opportunity there to build out a a really cool character because she was a really good character. Um, Yeah. I think, and who knows? And maybe you're right. I mean, I don't know what the rumor mill is. I'm not sure if this is supposed to um, branch off and do other James Bonds or will she just be 007 and have her series of movies, which I mean, man, that would be so progressive and that would be so cool and maybe Paloma could come back and be her partner or something. That would be badass. I'd be down for that. That would be a sweet know? team to watch. That would be really cool, actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think... That'd be pretty cool. One of... I will say one of my biggest issues with this movie is the the fact that... They really, they throw a lot of things out there as far as stuff that happens in the story that they don't really explain or care to really flesh out, but also with characters, like they, they bring back characters, Mm. not even just like bring new ones, but they also bring back older characters for this short time as if they're, they're, you know, they were important characters in previous films. And then it's almost like they're just throwaway characters in this. Like, they were absolutely nothing important before. Like, they do it with Christoph Waltz. Like, he his screen time in it is limited. But, I mean, he's great in the, in the parts that he has. But he just feels so much less menacing in this one because of just kind of how they, they don't really give a lot of... They just act like these characters because it's not about them in this movie, they act like these characters aren't really anything. Um, and the same thing with his friend from the CIA who asked him to help with this mission. Um, I'm forgetting his name, but the, the guy who ended up dying um, when they were on yeah, the boat, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright's character, yeah. Felix. Yes. Felix. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, and he was great. And then it was just like this really quick, like reunion. And then, and then he's just dead like you know it just it felt like all of these deaths and all of these comebacks were just kind of cheap for for no reason because they don't do anything with it other than just say let's bring him back just to kill him and not really explain 
you know, too much about, like, I mean, you know why Felix is there. You know why he's a part of this movie, all these things, but it just, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just, the the way that they build it up, like, oh, that's so cool, these characters coming back, and then in an instant, they're just kind of gone, just to move along the story into, it feels like it's supposed to build into this huge moment where, where Bond is just, like, breaking at the edge because of all of his friends dying or, you know, his girlfriend deciding to, you know, not want to see him anymore. All these things where you're just like, but you just, you threw those items out there and you just didn't do anything with them. (laughs) Like, and again, even with at the beginning where I feel like they, they moved the story along because they wanted to have that riff between Bond and Madeline where he's just like, oh, I don't know that I can trust you, so I can't see you again. You know, like that whole moment. But it just bugged me that they did not, like, he didn't even press it. Like, he didn't even ask her anything. Like, why is this what it feels like? Like, why are they trying to set you up if it's not you? Who is this guy who would be setting you up? What happened here? Please tell me what you were trying to tell me, which she clearly kept trying to do. She was like, I need to tell you about something. And he's just like, no, you've betrayed me. Like, didn't even ask questions, didn't even, like, think that, you know, and I understand he's a very straightforward, no-nonsense character, but if this is truly the woman that he loves and chose to spend his life with, you know, it's kind of like, well, then hear her out, at least, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it, it was just kind of like this rift and this, like, cold cutoff without any explanation or even letting her say anything about the situation. And that bugged me, you know, like I was just like, okay, does she get to say like what she was going to tell you? I mean, like, you know, and then they just sit there because he's like hurt, obviously by the fact that he thinks that she has betrayed him and all this stuff. And they're sitting in that car with all these guys surrounding them. (laughs) And like, just kind of scaring her on purpose, thinking that he's going to let her die just because he's mad at her over something that he's not even hearing her out or thinking like, and especially in all of his missions, all the things that have happened, it is very, very clearly possible that they're trying to use the person closest to you to feel like, you know, she's setting you up. Like, you know, that this is something people who are mm-hmm. against you would do <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it just, it felt cheap to me that he didn't even ask the questions because they just wanted to get to the point where there was that rift between the two. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So you didn't really buy that at the beginning that he would have just without questioned assumed that, yeah, that she betrayed without trying to investigate or trying to make sure or trying to figure out, okay, well, but what is the end game of this person? Right. You know, if, if she did woman, betray me. Yeah. If this is the woman that he has chosen to say, like, I actually love this woman and I want this actual relationship with her. Like, then obviously there's something about her that is different than everybody else. So why wouldn't he, you know, at least try to ask the questions? Yeah, I get some of that. I, I definitely think that that's a legitimate gripe because him being the kind of detective and the investigator and the spy that he is, you you know, and you would think that he would go, okay, is this 
a trap of some sort. Right. You know, is she being set up? Is she? And, you know, you would think that he would ask some more of those questions or do, you know, even if he got away with her, um, even if he put her on the train, so to speak, and all this time had passed, you would think that some of that time would have been spent trying to get to the bottom of what was this about? Yep. You know, what was that bomb about? When I went to visit that woman's grave, what was the, so I get some of that. I definitely get some of that because even if he thought that she was guilty, you would, you would expect Bond to still want to figure out this thing to the end. Yeah. To like find explain out, this. Could that, yeah. Could that really, could that really be true? Um, so I get some of that. And and I also get the fact that, you know, she was just on him to go to that site and forgive that, that, that person who had died in the previous, who had betrayed him, a woman who had betrayed him in the, the previous movies. And so I get that that was all predicated on her going, you got to get past that in order to get to the next stage of your life and accept me and stuff like that. And then when that happened, I guess it sort of had the reverse effect. It just brought up, oh, it has to be her because this other woman did it to me too. So I get what they were going for, but I do think that you have a, like a legitimate gripe with that. Why wouldn't he have tried to figure this out? You know, he's a spy. Yeah. Spies figure out things. They don't always, you know, he can't always jump to conclusions. He has to see the mystery through the end. Yeah. So why didn't he see this as a mystery to solve? Why did he just assume, oh, she betrayed me and I'm going right. to go off over here for five At years. So I get that. And plus, I like, get that. he has a lot of enemies. Like, it's not something that is unheard of that someone would try to make it look like the person closest to him would set him up. He has very, very many enemies. So I just feel like in in his line of business, you have to except that anything might be possible, <laughs> which I mean, and maybe that's what it was. Like he was thinking it is very possible. This woman is setting me up. Like anything is possible in my line of business, but I would also, you know, look at it the other way of like, yeah, lots of people hate me. So what's the best way to get on, on this side of, <laughs> of getting to me officially? It's, you know, making me distrust the one person I do trust. Like, it just, especially like you said, like he's an agent, he's, you know, like he, he has the training for all these things. Like it's something that you would expect him to not just take at base value because of who he is. He's James Bond, you know? So it just, yeah. it, it felt very, very strange. And then like, even the whole thing about later on when they sort of reunite and find out that Madeline has a daughter, which is apparently his. At the time, she doesn't really tell him that. She actually just keeps insisting that it's not his, but also no explanation. <laughs> like, just like, yep, this is a child now, and she's just kind of here. No explanation. Like, even when she's like, he's not, you know, she's not yours, not even explaining, you know, hey, after you and I split up, you know, this is what happened and this is where her father is. There's anything. Literally nothing is talked about. And and the fact that he's just like, are you sure she's not mine? Because of the eyes? As if there's no other people that have 
beautiful blue eyes ever other than him. Like, it's like that. that I mean, she had blue <laughs> eyes too. And he's like, no, but the eyes is like, cool. There's a lot of people with blue <laughs> eyes, but like, that's just what he's basing it off of. And I get it. Like it was, it's one of those where, you know, if it's your child, then, you know, you just, you just know there's that connection. I understand what they were going for, but they didn't execute that well because it's just like, are you sure? Look at our eyes. Like, it was just so funny to me that that was his like reasoning for why he thought that was his child. Um, but you know, it just, there was just no explanation and then just no exploring again, this child and (laughs) why is there this child? And why didn't she want to tell him that that was his child? So many questions that they raise with this, that they don't really answer. And and even with um, Madeline's story at the beginning that we see, like kind of the opening scene of it where she kind of meets, um, it was his name, Saffron? Is that his name? Um, you know, yes. when, when they're first introduced to each other and he's out there to kill her and her family because of what her dad did to his family. And it, it just, it feels very abrupt for one because... It's, I mean, and I get it's just like the intro scene and it's kind of giving you some backstory to Madeline and all this stuff, but beyond that, it's not talked about. (laughs) Like, she doesn't really explain to Bond, like, hey, this is who this guy is, and let me just tell you, and maybe it was off-screen conversation, which is fine, but it it just feels like all of these things kept happening and nobody was explaining anything to anybody. (laughs) And we're just supposed to kind of accept that this is, you know, what it is. And it was just weird because I, I, and I guess technically, you know, she did explain it. She was like, you know, he, he killed my mom and, you know, but he, he spared my life. Like she did explain that. Yes. But I, I just feel like that was a major, like, oh my gosh, moment at the beginning of this movie of like, wow, this shaped you as a person forever. And you know, just the fact that it was very lightly touched on after that, even though he's the main villain of the movie and just their connection is very lightly touched on. And I feel like it needed to be more touched on because of how they set it up at the beginning. And so there was just, again, another missed opportunity there. And, you know, another thing I just, you know, I'll, I'll hand it your way in a minute, but another thing too is just at the end, when Bond realizes that he's about to die and there's not really a way for him to survive anyway, um, you know, he does the heroic and the right thing and all of this, which is a huge bummer and everybody's sad, his team is sad. And then there's like a moment after his death where you see the whole team together and they're doing the you know, the toast to him with the empty, you know, with the full glass of um, whatever it is he drinks. But yeah, like they do that. And then it's like, it feels like a very, again, cheap, like ending. It's like, this is what, what is this? The fifth movie in five movies in the making several years in the making, like maybe what, 15 years in the making of this bond character and all of them being together for all of these movies and all of these adventures. And then it's just a real quick, like, all right, cheers. We'll miss you. Like just, it felt like their reaction and their very abrupt 
kind of, they just did a very quick, abrupt moment, very brief. And then it was just kind of the movie was over. It ended so abruptly, I feel like, after this big, you know, reveal that Bond is dead. And then it, you kind of, it's almost like you end the movie and you have to still sit with that because they don't give you much after him seeing him die to process what happens or explain like what's going to happen with some of these characters, you know, moving forward, really. It, it just felt very abrupt of an ending for this huge franchise of great movies. So that, that was my biggest problem. And again, overall, this movie is really good. It's a good movie. It's just those, those small, like story details that bugged me because it's the last one of Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. And they should have made such a bigger deal out of some of these storylines that they put in this movie that they don't, explore more than they really need to yeah yeah and i think um for me like that's why i think i needed more of the Rami malik character just so i could just understand i mean i I understood the dynamic between him and madeline and everything like that in the childhood and stuff like that and she sort of alluded to that story um in the Spectre. Well, the way she told it in the Spectre was just that there was a home invader and my mom was killed and he was there for my father. And so she sort of tells the tale, but doesn't really give any details. It's kind of a quick thing, um, inspector and, and everything like that. Uh um the, the opening scene was cool with him in the mask and then her under the ice and then yeah, him deciding cool. in that moment to free her and stuff and the chase out there and all that. I did really like that opening scene. But the Rami Malik character, what I had trouble understanding was just some of his motives. Like, I wasn't putting two and two together with his motives. Like, okay, so... You you want to make this bioweapon and it targets certain people and stuff like that. And the and your point is to get rid of all of the bad people using this DNA attack virus thing. Well, what, what do you so who are the bad people? Like why do you want to kill these people? Like what 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 does that do in the end for you? Who is deciding who are these good and bad people? Like, is it you? And how are you doing that? Are you following these people? Are you going to surveillance these people and go, oh, he really is a bad guy. Time to DNA kill him with the virus. You know, I, I don't know. Like, that was such an outlandish plan. Like, I didn't <laughs> yeah. really get... Like, I mean, because at first he was motivated by revenge. That was everything. You know, when he when he first killed Madeline's mom and everything like that, it was all about revenge. And then I got that he wanted to kill all the members of Spectre because they are, are what ultimately led to his family's death. So I even got that. I understood that he wanted to kill all these Spectre members and stuff like that. But beyond that, why become a world breaker? Like, you know, I think that if you would have just simplified it a little bit and him just been like, look, anybody that was involved with Spectre, any of their family members, their staff, their family members, anything like that, 
I'm going to kill all of them because my family was killed. And they kept it more personal and they kept it more like, you know, inward with him. Like I'm killing these people because this is the ultimate revenge. I'm not just going to kill these people. I'm going to make sure that their lineage doesn't survive. I'm going to make sure that there is nobody left to even restart a specter or anything like that. I think if it was just more about revenge and him just trying to completely annihilate specter inside and out lineage children who may be you know, sons and daughters of people who were a part of specter. You could have got it. You could have gotten it real. It could have gotten really dark with that element, but and and it still stayed within this theme of revenge and this scarred man that this character was. But the moment that they were like, they tried to broaden that. I think it just was kind of absurd. Like, why would he want to kill all these people? What what did that have to right. do with exactly. the whole thing about revenge and stuff like that? Why why did he want to kill all these people around the world? What did they have <laughs> to do with his ultimate revenge? Yep. You know? So that was a problem to me. Like his character motivations just didn't seem to match up with what they established with the character to get there and see that would have been cool if that was the whole thing he was trying to do and that's why he was trying to get to madeline or that's why he was trying to uh you know get james bonds's kid or whatever like because he felt like all of them were responsible all of them were kind of part of this ring that allowed specter to do what they did and maybe that could have been his vendetta against bond you didn't stop them fast enough if you were a better agent my parents would be dead so maybe he had a a vendetta against mi6 because they didn't work hard enough the government didn't save his family so all of you've got to pay you know i just think that you could if you simplified it And still Mm -hmm. he was targeting people and trying to kill people. You still could have had virtually the same thing. Him targeting people and trying to kill them and Bond and his crew trying to stop him. But I think you needed to not broaden it so much. Because the more you broaden it, the more absurd it seems that he would jump to this conclusion based on who he was. You know, at least that's how I felt. No, I totally get that. That is a good point and i didn't even think about it just because of all of the other smaller details that i was distracted by that bothered me um it makes it sound like i didn't like this movie and i did <laughs> but you know like i mean it's, it's definitely a more believable one than the fast nine movie you know like it's just oh god yeah. yes it, it's, yes it's just it. in the spectrum of like bond stuff like 007 movies there's just I feel like they got a little bit lazy in this one with just like, we got to put all this stuff in it because it's the last one and then Mm -hmm. just don't do anything with it. Yeah. There are definitely some elements that feel like we, we have to stuff all of this in, like you said, because it's the last one. So we got to have this character interact. We got to have this character. We got to have this villain. 
but we also got to have these other elements and then we got to give him a son and then he's got to die real quick after knowing that it's a son you know like it does feel like there were all these elements but like we have said it's just the fleshing out of some of these elements and the character motivations and stuff like that like how you said him making such a leap from i love you to i don't trust you at all and i'm gonna leave you for five years i some of that is because the there's so much stuff that they got in this movie and the movie's got a movie so we just need to have him make this quick decision you know it was like in you know the 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 phoenix movie where all of a sudden mystique was like i don't like you charles xavier after one mission you know what i mean like (laughs) (laughs) after a couple of missions and how we were like man that's way too quick but the movie feels like it's got to move but but sometimes when you do that you're not fully developing or justifying character actions and so just like how you saw that in james bond and the decisions he was making i kind of saw it in this rami malik character but it's the same kind of deal the movie's got a movie so we gotta go same thing like with paloma she had this great introduction can we do more with her and eh, not in this movie because the movie's got a movie you know we introduced this this new 007 know me it, are we gonna have some more stuff with her are we gonna get dig deep and explain her character nope because movies got a movie and i do <laughs> think that hurts this ultimately yeah. you know the, the all these elements and unfortunately, we didn't get to develop some of the, you know, some of the main things. And I mean, all of these things were good things. Rami Malek is a good villain. Paloma was a good character. Nomi, the other double O, is a good character. The, yep. the, the love dynamic between Bond and Madeline is a good dynamic. They set it up in the last movie and they paid it off in this one. These are good ideas and good things. It's just... Man, I just wish they would have executed, you know? I just yep. wanted this to be like the best bond. And unfortunately, it's not because we just didn't quite uh deliver and flesh out some of these things that we needed to. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of the this the final season of a show that doesn't have a lot of episodes to tell the remaining story in. And so they just go at the speed of lightning trying to just throw all the stuff out there just to get it thrown out there <laughs> mm-hmm. see it's that you sound so much now like a, a a game of thrones critic who was on the other side of that that <laughs> that was a lot of you know whether we agree or not now i know we weren't as low on it as some people but that was the sentiment right that the, the they should have had an extra season and developed some of these things you know you had mm. to do the night king and then you had to kill him you had to do uh you know uh a cersei and then you had to kill her you had to do um uh daenerys and then she had to turn and go crazy and yep. go evil go mad queen and then you had to kill her and then you had to resolve everybody else's story right six, six or seven episodes you know what i'm saying that was that was kind of the complaint of that those are some sharp turns that you're making with characters and you didn't have enough episodes to do all of that 
this, I, I do agree, this sort of feels similar to that. You had yeah. all these things, but we, but, but, but we only got a taste of some of these things. Yeah. And we just didn't get that full portion that, that, that you want when you, uh, ultimately walk out of a movie with some of these things. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I, I actually enjoyed the last season of Game of Thrones, but I, you can't deny that just be, I mean, it was a shorter season. And so they, they just, they had to move the pace of it much more than they did in the previous seasons. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was, yeah, no, you're right. And with this, it was like, all right, well, if this is the last one, let's kind of just, you know, all in with the ideas that we have for this. And then, you know, not enough time to explore everything, even though it's a two hour, 43 minute long movie. So for me, that's yeah. why I feel like there's no reason they couldn't have expanded on some of these things that were more yeah. interesting, you know? And sometimes less is more. Maybe if right. you would have left some things out, you know, maybe instead of two new agents, we just have one. Maybe instead of a son, we just focus on Madeline and Bond's relationship because right. that's what was severed. You know, he lost the trust in her. So let's build that back up. And then by the end of the movie, just have him sacrifice for that relationship that has been rebuilt. You know, maybe it, it, maybe less would have just been more for this movie. But uh, yeah. alas, we will <laughs> never know. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, with um, with that being said, any more thoughts on No Time to Die? I mean, it, I just want to say, like, Daniel Craig did a good run. I think this is going to be just an iconic character that was reimagined and done in the best way by Daniel Craig. And I think that any future 007s, it's really it's gonna have to fill some some big shoes um and not to say that they should all be compared but just to say he kind of changed the game of like what this type of character should be because they made him more dynamic they gave him more personality they gave him more heart more backstory more human everything and um just yeah like you said like that yeah. The ruggedness and the like, you know, the the mind training, but also the physical training of what it would take to be the type of agent that he is. Like he just kind of reinvented this character and it, it's just going to kind of set that bar for like reinventing characters like this. And I think that's a great thing. And so I just I'm so happy that he ended up being the bond of kind of our generation in a way. <laughs> And I, I just like, I'm so glad that I was wrong about being like, who is this guy? Why is he going to be Bond? Because <laughs> he was perfection as Bond, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to miss his movies. I think this is just definitely the best set of Bond 007 movies. And he's going to be missed. You know, I know that, you know, it, it's the way it goes, right, with all of the Bonds, but um, I, I'm definitely going to miss just the, the fun and the action and the intensity and the, the cleverness of these set of Bond movies, for sure. 
Yeah, that that's a great point, and that's a good note to end on. You know, because yeah, we you know we're cinema slayers. We're going to pick the movie apart, but like we said, most of this is enjoyable. And it is a good film. It's just not great because of the things that we describe. But 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 none of those things make it a bad movie. If anything, it, it just kind of speaks to how good the movie was. We just wanted more of certain things. And, you know, and, and just that's what kind of divided it from maybe being great in our eyes. But as far as him, man, what a send off for daniel craig and like you said man whoever comes in to be this next james bond whether it's a man woman whatever they decide to do with the next installation of bond movies man this is going to be a tough act to follow because he was great and a lot of these movies they pushed the envelope they were different they 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 tried to actually have say something in his movies and like you said there was just a very believability and there and a very human element to this character and they really just did some things with this bond with this version and this storytelling of bond that i will always appreciate and you know casino royale and skyfall are still some of my favorite movies Mm -hmm. and to, to me, the, you know, for me as a fan, that's a testament to the this legacy of films in this series. Yep, I agree. I definitely agree. I think that, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Skyfall was supposed to be the last one, and then they convinced uh, Daniel Craig to do a couple more. And Skyfall would have been a really great ending to his reign of Bond movies but i am glad they did a few more because everybody just loved him as bond so much they were like yeah we need more of this which is totally fair um you know so yeah but i i totally agree like skyfall and casino royale are just phenomenal movies they're so good and just great fun watches literally at any time so yeah totally yeah all right and go ahead then well with that being said uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of cinema slayers no time to die don't forget to like us on facebook you can google cinema slayers all of our media is going to come up the the from the tiktok to the to the instagram cinema underscore slayers the the twitter all of that's going to come up so please uh keep in touch with us guys and let us know what you're thinking let us know what you think of these episodes let us know what you thought about no time to die do you agree or is it you know do you agree good but not great or is it your favorite bond movie now let us know what you think about the daniel craig james bond and um um and again we'll have sterling on for the next episode although he couldn't make this one but of course he uh with that comment had to make his presence felt despite that and um as sterling would say uh he also wants to say hello to all the mothers out there because you know that guy uh loves his mothers and um something 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 i think moon knight is a best picture winner or something like that (laughs) oh yeah and here we go
Cinema Slayers. great music though i i think the they did great with keeping up with the the bond song you know oh definitely and that theme is awesome that's like one of the best character themes iconic for sure in all of fiction so yeah awesome <laughs> 